Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are going to meet one of the candidates for the Jets head coaching job that has a reputation for being very fiery, very passionate, and an excellent defensive coach. Can he be a quality head coach? That's what we're trying to find out. So to help us figure that out, brought in one of my favorites. I appeared on his show Earlier in the season when the Jets were playing the 49ers And now he's coming on to help us talk about Robert Sala He is the co-host of the 4th and Gold podcast with Matt Barr Mr. Javier Vega Javi, what's going on, buddy? Oh, it's going, man 2021 has started with a bang And uh, it's snowing in Texas It's not snowing up east It's just a weird, weird start to the year But, uh, you know, I'm excited The NFL offseason has started for you and I Niners did not make the playoffs, but I'm looking forward to all the happenings this offseason. It really is insane that it's snowing in Texas. And here in the New York, New Jersey area, it's perfectly fine. But in Texas, if I recall correctly, Javi, they have no idea what to do when it snows, right? None whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> like, I'm from, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania. So, like, this is an excuse for me to break out my Tims and Yankee fitted and just go outside and enjoy this cold weather because we don't ever get it that often. So uh, <laughs> once I'm done here, I'm going to go take the kids outside and 
let them play in the snow and see what see how much they enjoy it. So, but yeah, it's odd, man. The world is an odd, odd place right now. <laughs> <laughs> Making snowmen and snow angels, but one place you couldn't do that is San Francisco, where Robert Sala is right now as a defensive coordinator. Before we get into his coaching background, I did want to talk about this crazy personal story of how he wound up a coach. So Salah was a really good football player in high school. Then he went to Northern Michigan Mm -hmm. University from 98 to 2002. He was an all-conference tight end, earned a degree in finance. He wasn't good enough to make it to the NFL, so he leaned on that degree in finance and got himself a job in that area. But then 9-11 happened, and it changed him in a profound way because his older brother, David, had started training at Morgan Stanley at the South Tower on the 61st floor at that time, and he was able to get out of the tower. And his brother surviving made him have an epiphany. He realized that he didn't want to do this finance job anymore, and he called his brother and he said, I can't stand this. I have to be on the football field. He wants to be involved with football. He can't play anymore. It hurts him too much. He's sick of icing every part of his body. So his brother says to him, okay, then what do you want to do? And he says, well, I want to coach. So he does, and he goes to Michigan State as a defensive assistant, and then he goes to Central Michigan as a defensive assistant, and we'll go through the rest of his history. But what a crazy story that is. Tells you a lot about Robert Sala, (laughs) that he left the relative comfort of a well-paying finance job to, out of nowhere, just go into the assistant coaching ranks. Yeah, I mean, this this speaks to Robert Sala himself. He's a passionate guy. He's going to he leaves it all out there. He's not even playing. He looks like he could play because he is so passionate. He looks, he's always fired up even when the Niners are losing or, or when they're winning, even when the more so when they're winning, he's just a ball of fire, you know, speaking to a couple of players in the Niners, they, they love Robert, you know, his scheme, his passion, his intensity, the all gas, no breaks, everything about it. They, you know, that kind of lends to that story. You know, he's passionate about football and that's kind of what you want in a head coach, right? You know, you want a guy who's going to be, passionate about his team, passionate about his players, passionate about the sport and give you everything he's got every, every, every week, week in and week out. So, you know, whoever gets the guy, I think, I think they'll be making the right decision. Whoever, whoever lands Robert Sala right now. No question that he's passionate about football have to be to leave a finance job and go to an assistant (laughs) coaching job where you make next to nothing. Because when you first get started in football and coaching, you're not going to make anything until you rise up the ranks. And he did rise up the ranks to his credit. Like I said, Michigan State, Central Michigan, then Georgia. And this is where he started to make connections that would pay off down the line. He goes to the Houston Texans in 2005 as a defensive intern. Then he ends up as the quality control coach. And then he ends up as an assistant linebacker coach while he's there he meets a guy named Kyle Shanahan I think we're familiar with him and that is a connection that will come into play a little bit later on he goes to Seattle and he becomes the defensive quality control coach that's another connection that becomes very important because while he's there he starts to learn the defense that he would need to be familiar with when he becomes linebackers coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars and he went to the Jaguars because Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator Gus Bradley got the Jaguars head coaching job and took Salah with him. So he gets that promotion there with Jacksonville. But under Bradley, he starts to learn that defense that everybody in San Francisco knows very well. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. The 4-3 under hybrid. This is very interesting because when Kyle Shanahan got that 49ers job, he really wanted somebody 
who could run that Seattle-type defense that Salah had learned when he was in Seattle under Bradley and then really perfected when he was in Jacksonville as the linebackers coach. So tell me a little bit about that connection between Shanahan and Robert Sala, how it paid off for Sala in the end, and then the fact that Shanahan really wanted somebody that could run that defense because it seems like Shanahan knew what he himself wanted to do on offense, but he also knew what he wanted on defense, and he wanted somebody that could execute it. And in Sala, he found the guy that he needed. Yeah, so when they when they both got hired, or well, Kyle got hired, then he went he went looking for defensive coordinators. Robert wasn't like the initial choice. I think it was Gus Bradley, Vic Fangio, and then he got to Robert. Um, but with Kyle, Kyle said that a whole bunch. He's like, I wanted a defense that always gave my offense fits, and that was that cover of three single high Seattle look. Um, even against the Chargers, the Chargers run a lot of it. A couple other teams do it the same as well. So. Kyle was like, listen, this is what gives my offense fits. I figured it gives other offenses fits. And he, he enjoyed just the simplicity of it. You know, there are their rules, and they kind of keep it the way they are, and they line up how they're going to line up week in and week out, especially the Niners. <clears throat> While Salah's been here, you know, you saw 2019, it was a completely dominant defense. You get your you get rush four, drop seven. Um, that's kind of how they wanted to do it, and they executed it very highly. Um, even in 2017, before Jimmy Garoppolo showed up, the defense was doing fine. It just so happened to be – that the Niners offense couldn't do anything because, you know, you got Brian Hoyer and CJ Beathard as your quarterback and things like that. But the defense would still be pretty consistent. 2018, same thing. You know, you're, you're missing the offensive pieces, but the defense stayed relatively healthy and, and they're formidable for the most part. They would kind of get gassed because the offense wasn't doing their job, but that's kind of what happens around the league. Anyways, if you don't have an offense that keeps, keeps the defense fresh, you're going to have issues. But, um, you know, Salah has, is, is a guy that, 49ers fans think he doesn't adjust, but he does adjust. So, you know, initially they, they came in with that 4-3 under single high look, and it's kind of turned into 4-3 under with man man coverage principles. And, you know, now you got some cover four, some quarters coverage built into it. He's doing a lot of disguising with his linebackers. He's doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And I think he would do fine with the Jets. The Jets have some linebackers. They got a decent safety in Marcus May. I would say they need to get a, a, a man corner. You still got Quinn and Williams, find another edge player. So, I mean, the, the team can be built up. I think with Robert, from what I understand, he has a very good eye for talent as well. You know, guys like Dre Greenlaw, the Niners acquired in like the fifth round. Fred Warner was a pick that he really, really enjoyed. So I would trust him to make some personnel decisions too. So, I, I, you know, I, from what I understand with the Jets, they're looking for a CEO type of head coach. I think Robert could do that as well. Coming from that finance background, I would assume he mm-hmm. has some – some type of CEO um, abilities in him. He's, he's a thinker. He's a decision maker. He's, I would love for him to stay, you know, I don't want him to leave, but mm-hmm. I think, I think the Jets and any other team would be lucky to have him, but he, his defense, when it's on, it's very hard to beat. You know, we saw it this year with the 49ers with all their injuries, they still finish top five in a lot of categories. They're just, they're well coached. They don't make many mistakes. You know, like any other defense in the league, if your offense isn't getting you getting off, getting on the field or staying on the field long enough, your defense is going to get gassed eventually. We saw that against the Bills and we saw that against the Seahawks um, earlier this past season. But for the most part, the defense is strong all the way around. So, you know, he just, he's, he's a good coach. And that's, that's one thing. The players love him. He's a player's coach. You know, he gets, he gets hype. He gets your energy up. He's just, there's, there's, there's just so many other things about the guy that, 
it's hard to say anything negative about him. I don't, I don't really find anything negative about the guy personally. I want to get to his personality and his relationship with the players and obviously the scheme that he runs defensively because we can talk about that in a little more detail later. But first, I want to talk about his relationship with Kyle Shanahan. And as you said, Robert Sala is a guy that pushes Shanahan and that's what Shanahan wanted. He wanted somebody that could point counterpoint him when they're going through different schemes. And it sounds like they sit mm-hmm. down and team up together and push each other, not only on the field, but also with the battle plans. Here's what Shanahan had to say about Salah. He's gotten to hear offensive perspectives, and him and I talk a lot and go back and forth. Some stuff helps, and some stuff doesn't. I always wanted a guy who thought about everything and can have detailed answers. The scariest thing as an offensive coach is, if you go to your defensive coordinator and say you want them to do something, and they just do it without pushing back at all. So it sounds like Shanahan and Salah have that perfect relationship where they know exactly how mm-hmm. to push the right buttons on each other and the results on the field have yielded success obviously because last year a Super Bowl and this year even though they had a ton of injuries I would say that they did a really good job overall. Yeah absolutely and that's you know that's everything that I've heard from players. Salah is a thinker he's going to process things before he goes out and does things he's going to check the pros and the cons he's going to look at why this he's, he's looking for the whys why do you want me to do this why does this need to happen this way what what why couldn't we do it this way he's looking for all their alternatives before he makes a decision and that's i think is a big plus of a head coach you know your decision making skills um you know this season was rough for the 49ers with all the injuries and for them to play as well they play as well as they played you know in the scheme and and, and adjusting on the fly you know no richard Sherman for most of the year so now you have to get out of your zone to play more man coverage um, you don't have a Nick Bosa, so now you have to change your whole rotation and kind of change up how you use your stunts and everything else like that. So that kind of leans back to what Kyle and, and Robert are doing in the offices, talking about ways to adjust and, you know, talking through it. And that's a plus. You want you want a good relationship between your defensive coordinator and your head coach. You just want a good relationship, period, through your entire coaching staff. Um, and I think they have that And with Robert and, and Kyle. And they go back a ways, like you said, in Houston. You know, they were both there at it for a period of time. So they have a, a really good understanding of each other. And I just, I'm, you know, I'm talking myself into this. Maybe he should go to the Jets, you know. Maybe that's a good spot because they do have pieces there. So um, I just, yeah, I, I just think I just think he's just a great decision maker. He's a thinker. He's he's very clear on what his, his plan is all the time. If you ever listen to any of his press conferences, he's, he's very well – He's very well spoken. He's impressive. You know what I mean? So like he, he looks like he looks the role, he sounds the role, and obviously the product of the field matches too. So it sounds like he's a little like Pete Carroll in that way because Pete Carroll's not a yeller, he's not a screamer, he's not a guy that is going to get in your face and just chew you out. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure like any other football coach, he'll call you out if you do something wrong, but it sounds like he operates more based on positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement. He talks about his philosophy as a coordinator, says, I want two things. A player wants to know that you care about his well-being. A player needs to be able to feel the investment and the care in them, not just as players. The player also needs to know that you can help them show themselves at their best and make plays on Sundays. They need to know that you know your stuff. If you give players those two things, whether you're a yeller or an introvert, they'll take to you. It's one of the greatest things that makes this entire organization what it is, which is what he's talking about with the 49ers. So as I said, a lot of energy, a lot of spunk, a lot of fire, Mm -hmm. 
but not in a negative way. We've seen plenty of coaches who are known for screaming at players. Tom Coughlin comes to mind, Bill Parcells. But Robert Sala <laughs> seems to operate in a very different way. Yeah, so we we did a show with Tabor Pepper, the Niners' long snapper, and, and we talk, we spoke to a couple of players. It is, you know, they, the Niners, they, they do – They'll call you out on stuff, but they do it in, in you know, in a, in a constructive criticism way. They're not looking to bash you or put you down, um, and that's that leans towards Robert Saw. They they're really into um, sports psychology, the mental aspect of the game. You know, you want to have, you want to make sure you guys are, you know, feeling well about themselves. You know, look good, feel look good, feel good, play good kind of thing. And that's that's kind of what the philosophy the Niners are running. Uh, in San Francisco, you know, you see that you got guys like Kerry Hyder having nine, nine, almost ten sacks this year. He's, you know, he's he's just a rotational guy. You got guys like, you know, Kevin Givens, undrafted free agent out of Penn State, comes in, he plays well. You know, they're they're getting everything they can out of these guys because they are telling them, hey, look, you can do this. We're going to coach you up. We're going to do these things. We're not here to yell at you and, and make you feel a certain way. Um, you get in production out of guys who you shouldn't really be getting production out of, and that's a testament to the coaching staff and that positive reinforcement and just that constructive criticism instead of saying, oh, you suck, we're going to bench you, curse you out, yell at you, and do all those things. That's just not how they operate in San Francisco, and I think he's going to carry that no matter where he goes. So, you know, you might be able to get more out of Quinn Williams. You might be able to get more out of Marcus May, you know, whoever the linebackers are next year. You might be able to get more out of them too. So it's it's going to be a fun, fun, fun thing wherever he goes. I'm, I'm excited for him. And just to bring home the point that you were talking about with the snapper, there are other players that have made public comments in this regard as well, including Richard Sherman, who has a long history with Salah because they worked together in Seattle when Salah was a quality control coach. Here's what Sherman had to say about Robert Salah. He's taken a little bit of every coordinator he's ever been a part of, taken tidbits schematically. He's even taken some of their coaching styles. You see a little bit of Gus Bradley. You see a little bit of Dan Quinn. You see a little bit of Chris Richard, a little bit of Ken Norton. You see some of Kyle Shanahan, and that makes for a really good football product. He's super optimistic. He's positive. He doesn't yell. Not a lot of negative criticism. Sure, he'll criticize you when you're wrong, and he'll get on you when you make a mistake, but he's not going to get in your face and say, you suck. He'll say, I see what you saw, but we need to play this a little bit better. It's an honest criticism that anybody can and should be willing to accept. So there you go, Javi. Like you said, that's his style. He's a guy that'll call you on things, and he'll make sure that you know that things need to be done differently if you messed up. But it's constructive criticism and positive reinforcement. Yeah, I mean, and that's just, I mean, that's, I think that's a trend in the NFL. You're looking at, I hate to say it, like, you know, the, partici- the participation trophy era, but, <laughs> you know, no one, no one ever wants to yell that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ever want to be called out, and it's just embarrassing. And the Niners have found a way to, to do it in a positive, constructive way, like Sherman says, like Tart says, like Fred Warner, you know, the list goes on with these guys. So it's just, it's just a better way to coach. You know, you can't have guys like not to shit on Adam, Adam Gase, but you know, Adam Gase admitted, I, you know, I could have did more for Sam Darnold. I'm like, if you know that, then why didn't you, you know what I mean? And you have coaches like Kyle and Robert Sala who are very much invested in their players and, um, and want to get the best out of them. So. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When I talk to people in Baltimore about Wink Martindale, what they said is that Wink Martindale will tell his players that he will treat them like one of his kids. And not to say that he's going to treat them like their children, just meaning that he cares about them and he's going to treat them like they're one of the family. And that's what Robert Sala's overriding principle seems to be when it comes to how he runs the defense and how I would assume he would want to run the team if he was a head coach. He says, think about when your kids were little and you teach them something and they do it the pure joy you get is like nothing else or if they had a failure you feel the pain the responsibility you felt as a parent is to find a way to help them that's what we as coaches feel on game day for myself that's what I feel most when you invest so much time in one another and see the amount of time they put in to perfect certain techniques and you see it happen in a big moment you can't help but let this emotion out it's almost like he's some combination of a teacher and a father figure that's what he's going for a real emotional investment that's everything I've heard about him. You know, he's and, and maybe not father figure, but, you know, just someone who's invested. You know, I have kids. You know, I enjoy when my kids do things the right way. And if I have to teach them a certain way, I don't yell at them or, or you know, just, you know, just criticize them. I, I talk to them and, and coach them up. You know, it's kind of weird to say as a parent, but, you know, they it's, it's just the Niners have created a family atmosphere. They're trying to get back to those Eddie DeBartolo, Eddie DeBartolo days, just having a family atmosphere. And that's, I think Robert Saul is going to bring that no matter where he goes. I think he's he's looking at what Kyle and John have built. He's going to want to do that any no matter where he goes. So, I mean, he's he's he's, he's a good coach, man. It's just I don't understand why he didn't get the job in Cleveland last year, you know. But it is what it is at the NFL. They they're going to just pick whoever they want to pick. But whoever gets him is going to be lucky. I want to talk about his defense now because I'm not as concerned about scheme when it comes to hiring a coordinator. I really want somebody that has shown that they can be a leader and that they can take on the task 
of running a whole team because as we know, Javi, there's a big difference between running a unit and running everything. You need to be good at like 12 different things. And that's why there are so few head coaches that are successful in the NFL. For every Kyle Shanahan, there's 100 Adam Gases, right? And so when mm-hmm. you're hiring an assistant coach, you want to do your best to figure out, does what this guy does well translate to the head coaching position? So I'm not as concerned about schematics, but it is interesting to see what the Jets would probably look like defensively if Robert Sala were to be here as the head coach of the team. You would think that even though he's not going to be the defensive coordinator, there would be some form of his stamp defensively on the team. So tell me a little bit more in detail about this defense that he runs. Like you said, it has changed a little bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, so, you know, with, I think this is another part, this is another, I guess, quality of Robert Sala, his ability to adjust, you know, and, you know, the Niners have dealt with injuries the last, in, the entire time he's been there. So, the, you know, they, of course, you want to run a 4-3 with your single high principles, but you don't have the personnel to do that. So you have to adjust. You got to go run through, run through a cover two man. You got to go through and do quarters or, or palms coverage or, you know, quarters. And that's his ability to adjust. And that's a plus. Um, as far as him, you know, being like a CEO type and being able to run an entire team. I think he'd be able to do that because he delegates a lot to his, his coordinators, you know, not his coordinators, but his two, to his position coaches. Um, Joe Woods was there last year. So now he's the DC in Cleveland. Um, the uh, Odin, Tony Odin now is our DB coach in San Francisco. He might get another, he might follow Salas, be a defensive coordinator. Um, D'Amico Ryan's is, you know, our, the Niners' best unit is their linebacker room. You know, we all know Fred Warner just got the all pro. So he's able to delegate a lot of things too. So he's able to do that and be a CEO type. As far as the defense goes to, you know, the ability to adjust, I think is, is the bigger thing. You know, when you, you lose Bosa, you lose Tom Thomas, you lose Sherman, you, you got to cycle through four or five different combinations of the DBs throughout the season. You know, your safeties are banged up. He, he just, he just, his ability to just take everything in stride, make adjustments, and figure out ways to win games. You know, the, the Seahawks just lost to the Rams. The Niners completely dominated them twice with far less talent on defense. Um, it's it's just it's remarkable what he's been able to do. So I don't I just don't I don't have any really negatives to think of with Robert. It's just he's always he's always two or three steps ahead of his competition on defense. He's always thinking about the next play. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's has, he's had his hand in personnel decisions. He's, he's a quality candidate. And for the Jets, I, I can just, I can see it if they, if they do it. With the four, three, you would think that that would help a guy like Quentin Williams. But I also wonder if somebody like Kerry Hyder, who you brought up before and who was on the Jets practice squad at one point might come mm-hmm. along with Robert <laughs> Sala if they were to hire him. Cause he is a free agent. If Robert Sala gets a head coaching job, do you think Hyder might come with him? Are there any other players that might also yeah. follow? I think Hyder would go with him. I think you might see, you know, an Akella Witherspoon go with him. Um, I don't think Tart is going anywhere. I think K1 Williams would stay in San Francisco. Something that just kind of just came to my head when you mentioned Hyder, Jordan Willis, the Niners traded for Jordan Willis, former Jet. He got more production as a Niner. Why? The coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all connected, you know. What I mean, Jordan Willis was a guy I liked in his draft class. I didn't think he'd be, you know, a ten sack guy, but he would be able to create enough pressure. He played fairly well as a Niner during that little bit of stretch that he was traded for. 
So it just speaks to the coaching staff and their abilities. I think you might end up with Chris Kacarek if, if Salah goes. I think he would be a guy that would, would follow Robert. The Niners are probably looking to get away from the wide nine. Um, and I think just Robert himself, he's just going to be able to make guys better in that 4-3 defense. You know, you put Quinn Williams at that three technique. If you need to, you know, rotate him out to the five or maybe a seven tech, you could probably do that too. But he would thrive. He, you know, he's like a DeForest Buckner. He has the ability to be better than DeForest Buckner. So, you know, you're going to get a lot more out of Quinn Williams, I think, if they decide to go with Robert Tall. It's pretty high praise, Javi, saying that somebody can be better than DeForest Buckner. He I love can be Quinn be- Williams. Oh, I'm with you, man. We talked about this before. We both had him as the number one player in the 2019 draft. So hopefully he goes out there and he does end up being better than DeForest Buckner, because if he can do that, then he's going to be an absolutely elite player for a really long time. I want to talk to you about the coaches, though, because we talked about the players that Salah might bring with him. Some of the coaches on the 49ers staff have deep and long ties to Salah. We were talking about this before we started recording. Can you explain those relationships and tell us about who you think might go with him if you were to get a head coaching job? Yeah, so the, the relationships, they go back to Central Michigan. You know, we had Joe Staley on our show, and he talked about Salah and Fleur and McDaniels, and, and all these guys are together, and they've been together for a long time. I think, I think it was... Matt, Mike LaFleur, who was Robert Sala's best man or whatever at the at their wedding, or vice versa, one of the two. I get confused because Matt and Mike LaFleur are the two coaches. But um, I think, <clears throat> from what I understand, Mike McDaniels would probably follow Sala. He's the Niners one-game coordinator. I'm not certain if LaFleur would go, but there's, just, there's conflicting reports on either one. So I think you're going to get one of the two offensive coordinators for the Niners to follow Robert I think you end up with maybe D'Amico Ryans, the linebacker coach for the Niners, who is a potential D.C. candidate down the road. He might be a defensive coordinator in, in, in New York if Robert chose – or the, the Jets chose Salah. Um, Chris Kacarek is another guy that would probably go. And maybe Tony Oden. I think the Niners are going to be purged quite a bit on their coaching staff by Robert. But um, I think it's very, very possible that you end up with at least two – at least three or four of the Niners coaches and – they all have a really strong connection to each other. They're like family. You know, it's just, he's going to try to bring that family culture to wherever he goes. And that's, that's a plus. I think in the NFL, you need that. Um, you know, it is a business, but at the same time, these, these players and people around in the building, you know, they have lives too. That it, it, There's more to football than just football. So I think Robert's going to bring that kind of family atmosphere wherever he goes and bring guys like LaFleur and Chris Derrick and, you know, I kind of hope he don't. I hope he doesn't take McDaniel's. I think that McDaniel's would be the bigger loss of the two. But Lafleur is a pretty good pass game coordinator. Um, you know, if the Niners actually had a quarterback, and I'm, I'm getting into my own thing here, but um, the uh, the coaching staff should be pretty strong. I think Robert has a lot of connections around the league. He would find he he would build a really solid uh, coaching roster. Javi, how well do you think that Salah would fit in New York? Because you know it's a little crazy here. You saw what happened with Adam Gase, how the media went after him from day number one with the crazy eyes and all that stuff. If you succeed here, you'll be the king. If you don't succeed here, they're going to ruin you. Do you think he'd be able to handle that? Yeah, you know, the thing with with Salah is is the thing with Kyle. They're transparent people. Adam Gase is very standoffish. You know, he didn't want to talk. He didn't want to say anything. Robert will tell you. If he has something to say, he'll just say it. And that's, I think, I think I'm think i from Philadelphia originally. So, you know, us East Coast, we appreciate authenticity. Robert Saul is pretty authentic. He's going to tell you what he thinks. 
and what his plans are, as long as it doesn't, you know, as long as it's not a, at, at a disadvantage to the team. You know what I mean? So he's not going to be like, oh, well, we're going to run this, this, and this. No, he's going to explain to you why they did something after a game. Um, he'll explain a personnel decision. He'll explain plenty of things, unlike, you know, coaches in the past in New York. And with New York, it's like, guys, you haven't been good in a long time. Give the guy a break. Let him breathe. Let him build something. You know, no matter the coach, I think. As a fan base and as a, a the culture in the, in, the, in the New York area, you have to have some patience. This isn't going to be happening overnight. You know, the Niners went to the Super Bowl after three years. You know, teams that need to be built, you know, and the Jets have to do a lot of building. So they're going to have to give them some time. And I think if the Johnsons decide to go with Robert, you know, I think the model is right now giving guys five, six years contracts and let them build, let them work things out in three or four years. If it doesn't work, then you pull the plug. But with Robert, I think he'll be fine in New York. He's a strong personality. He's very transparent. He speaks very well. You know, he doesn't have the crazy eyes. He's just a bald-headed, muscled, muscled-up dude that'll, you know, just give it to you straight. And I think that's a plus. I think Jets fans would appreciate that after, you know, listening to Adam Gase the last couple of years say absolutely nothing in the media and lead fans on and and just be just be really, really weird and standoffish when you shouldn't be, you know? And like you said, you're confident that he could be the CEO. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I just think, I just think, you know, when you're looking for a guy like that, you know, he's well-spoken, clean shaven, and I'm not really adding the shaven thing there. It's just more, he, <laughs> he looks the part. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he walks in the room, he looks the part and he speaks the part and he backs it up with his coaching and the ability, you know, it's on film. What the Niners do is on film. Anyone wants to go look at it, just watch it. You know, you should not be able to get production out of guys that you got production out of this year. And even in 2017 and 18, 19, people wanted to give him, you know, oh, well, he had Nick Bosa and D Ford, and then he had a be- he did a better job this year without those guys. So it's just, he's developing too. He's a young guy. You got to let him grow, and he's growing. And I think, I think he's only going to get better. I, I'm fully confident he's only going to get better. If he does get better, he has a chance to be an outstanding head coach, and I'm really glad that we got so much insight on Robert Sala from my buddy Javier Vega, co-host of the 4th and Gold podcast with Matt Barr. Javi, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your insight. I don't want to see Robert Sala leave the 49ers for your sake, but he sounds like he would be an excellent candidate for the Jets job. They need somebody like him, whether it's Sala or one of the other candidates, somebody who can come in and build a culture. And he certainly had a big hand in doing that in San Francisco. For those that are unfamiliar with your work or want to listen to your podcast, check you out online, where can they find you and how can they hit you up on social media? Yeah, just um, follow me on Twitter at JavierVague underscore. And then you can follow the podcast at Fourth and Gold Podcast. I'm also affiliated with at Pro Football Network, so at PSN365. So just check out all that stuff. I'm, my DMs are always open if you have questions about Robert or just, you know, need some film or something. I have plenty of it to share. I don't mind sharing. You know, I'm, I'm not getting paid for any of this stuff. You know, if I have stuff, I'll just give it away. So it's not a big deal. But uh, Robert has been a pleasure, I hope. He doesn't leave San Francisco, but if he does, I just hope he lands in the right spot and they give him the proper 
time to build and have the opportunity to build something really good elsewhere. Make sure you go ahead and follow Javi on Twitter and listen to him and Matt on the fourth and gold podcast. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show. If you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest, the New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's turn on the Jets digital and turn on the Jets. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.